Okay, back again. Yeah, long time ago that I recorded my last episode. Uh, actually, I don't know why. Somehow I uh, lost the hang of it. And uh, yeah, now I'm on my way uh, driving to my to my family in my hometown. Uh, exploiting the time without curfew in Germany. It's a pain in the ass. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I think my last episode is one or two months ago by now. And now finally I'm back in the mood. And um, yeah, I was somehow also struggling with my um, with my podcast episode because um, a dear friend of mine uh, asked me to do an episode about the topic um, famous German fairy tales and how they influenced me. And I was thinking about that, and actually yesterday I uh, I recorded I recorded this podcast episode uh, for the first time, but I got interrupted midway, so I uh, yeah I had to delete it because this Anchor app doesn't allow to just continue uh, when you're back at it, or I didn't find out how to manage that. Nevertheless, uh, yesterday when I first thought about the topic actually there was some uh, German fairy tales coming up in my mind because um, because um, well, well when I spoke about it uh, I somehow yeah it, it popped up in my mind and there's this German fairy tale <laughs> which is called uh, Hans Cook in die Luft which uh, basically means or which is translated to Hans is uh, watching the sky somehow. So it's uh, as the as the title says, uh, it's about a child uh, who always and continuously watches the sky while uh, while going through the world. And obviously, he misses out on dangers on his way. Um, so don't cross the street when you're not watching the street and all those. Yeah, very obvious uh, safety messages contained in that story. Um, well, obviously, I think part of that influenced me. And then there's there is that very... I just saw that on, on TikTok the other day, uh, which I deleted by now because it's a fucking time-consuming time hell of an app. Um, I just saw a, a video in which, uh, in which another German thought publicly about about that uh, about that kid story I'm I'm just about to speak uh, I don't know what it's called actually but it's you know children I, I don't know it might be all yeah of course that's all over the world um, children often suck on their thumbs right and I did that when I was a child too and I did that way too long and then there was uh, this kid story um, about about a child who also sucked on his thumbs for way too long, and people tried, uh, yeah, to to teach him not to do that continuously, and all sorts of of um, yeah punishments were were uh, were uh, yeah told to him. So um, yeah, they they really tried to to make him stop. But uh, they didn't manage. They didn't manage to stop him. And finally, uh, there was 
a woman who just took a very very big pair of scissors and cut his thumbs off I don't know whether this is a story uh, all over the world or if it's just a German fairy tale but <laughs> funny enough uh, that can't have influenced me too much because uh, I remember that I did that way too long sucking on my thumbs when I was a child and that went so far as uh, I had to or my mother had to 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 put some some chemical on my thumb which tasted very badly uh, in order to make me stop doing it but not even that worked so I don't know why I did that for so long and uh, what made me stop finally but I did that for way too long so that kid story can't have influenced me too much uh, but then I, I didn't stop thinking and I asked myself well Simon what is there a kid story a, a German one Uh, which influenced you more and then I finally stopped thinking and realized well it's it's not a German kid story but a British one and I think everybody knows it and this uh, podcast episode might become a bit nerdy <laughs> but the I think the kid story which influenced me most in my life uh, is the Harry Potter series because the first uh, Harry Potter book came out when I was nine years old and I skipped a class in in school so the, the first grade uh, the first class grade I don't know the first year in school I, I skipped and and moved up to second uh, uh, immediately because I was able to to read when I was in kindergarten and yeah don't know why but I was curious and and learned a lot and learning uh, is is maybe a bit easier to me than to to uh, the average of people um, or it, it it has been when I was young don't know if that's still the case um, and yeah when I was nine Harry Potter came out and uh, yeah I don't know how much you know about Harry Potter so uh, yeah my friend wanted to know how that influenced me so I have to do a, a dive into the contents obviously um, but I think if you didn't read Harry Potter yet do it I just I just uh, read a book uh, re reading is not the, the right term for it because it's actually a book without text uh, which is called information is beautiful and it's, it's a book consisting uh, only out of, of uh, graphs so it's no text in that apart from two or three pages about postmodernism uh, but the rest is just graphs and they are highly entertaining and one of the graphs is a is a summary or a, a gathering uh, of the great literature of the past uh, hundred years I think and Harry Potter is named in that so uh, I think uh, even if you're not the the biggest fantasy fan uh, if a series is listed uh, among top uh, top 50 or top 100 liter literature of the past uh, decade or past 100 years then you then it's worth reading and uh, JK Rowling the author basically created a whole universe with Harry Potter so that's that's just a, a mind-blowing achievement in my opinion and Harry Potter is is uh, it kicks off Harry Potter as a child Uh, when the story begins, it's the night in which um, Harry's parents died. And uh, that's basically the first chapter of the book. 
uh, Elvis Dumbledore speaking to uh, Professor McGonagall uh, about uh, how his parents died and what's what's up with him and why he has to grow up with normal non-magical people, so-called muggles in the Harry Potter universe. And yeah, then Harry basically grows up uh, for the first 10 years of his life with muggles. And Harry Potter is a story about... Ah, it's about... So, Harry Potter has a whole value system in it, if you read it correctly. And I will just try to put my finger on it now and describing how that might have influenced me. Um, well, as I said, uh, Harry Potter grows up with, with his aunt and uncle. And his aunt is this uh, uh, obviously the sister of his mother, not of his father. No, it's not obvious then. So Harry Potter's um, aunt is the sister of his mother. And Harry's mother obviously was a witch. But Harry doesn't know that until he gets 11 years old. And um, yeah, his aunt uh, and his uncle try to, yeah, to beat the magic out of Harry, so to say. And um, you have to know that Harry Potter in this universe is the one and only person in a whole society who ever has survived the so-called killing curse. So there's this this big, big black magician named Lord Voldemort um, who tried to, to overcome the status quo and, um, yeah, basically you could call it a military putsch. Um, he wanted to overcome the established system and be the minister for magic himself in order to get rid of so-called mudbloods, people who have uh, muggle parentage but uh, have um, yeah, magic in them. So it, there's, there's a very, very big um, parallel to um, Nazi Germany. And I think J.K. Rowling once uh, admitted that that's, that was where she got the idea from. So uh, Lord Voldemort uh, has very strong parallels to Hitler. And obviously the mudbloods, those um, magicians who don't have uh, magical parents, are accused of having uh, robbed magic, which is impossible, obviously. And um, yeah, they are they are being prosecuted and uh, being uh, shunted into prison, prison and killed. And Harry Potter is the the one and only person who has survived Lord Voldemort's killing curse. Um, And that's why he is famous all over the magical community. And obviously every magical family would have been delighted to raise him as a son. But Dumbledore, the, the yeah, big, white, wise, all-knowing magician in the story, um, decides that he has to um, grow up with his aunt and uncle. So that, uh, yeah, that effects in Harry Potter being been used to being the, the fifth wheel on a car. He, he isn't loved by his aunt and uncle. Uh, quite the opposite. He, he uh, knows that they don't like him and he is that makes him pretty, uh, very humble and recognize what's fair and what's unfair because 
uh, obviously the, the the real son of his aunt and uncle, so his cousin, Dudley, uh, gets preferential treatment all the time over Harry. And Harry has to wear his, his clothes, although Dudley is very fat and Harry is very thin because obviously he doesn't get enough to eat by his aunt and uncle. So Harry has a sense of uh, what fairness means. And this fairness thing is actually a, a very... Uh, is, is a attitude and maybe a convincement. Do you say convincement? Harry is convinced of the of the concept and the value system of fairness very deeply, so that's that's a very central part of his uh, of his personality, because he learned that from from very young age. Um, yeah, and then Harry uh, on his eleventh birthday, he uh, discovers that he's a magician, and then he finally goes to Hogwarts, with the, which is the a school for witchcraft and wizardry where he spends his whole year apart from the summer holidays and Harry is presented by by temptings in the in the first year in the first book quite often because um, when he when he goes um, to school by train uh, he gets to know this this poor magical family he who also which also is um, yeah, not very... They don't have a, a, a very high social status because they they don't have a lot of money. Although the, the, the father of the family, Arthur Weasley, um, is a long-time employee of the Ministry for Magic. And actually, he's a, he's a director of a department. So, as yeah, he is. Um, but nevertheless, he doesn't earn very much. I don't know if there's uh, parental money... Uh, in in the wizarding world, but uh, the Weasleys have seven children, I think. So if if you're not, well, you know, in Germany you you get money from the state, from the from the um, taxpayers when you uh, when you have children. So that might not be the case in the wizarding world. So uh, they have to um, pay for seven children with this with this uh, one and only salary of, of the family father because the mother, uh, the mother doesn't uh, work. Um, and in the first book, Harry is being approached by Draco Malfoy. And Draco Malfoy is, is a rich kid. Draco's father is actually one of the Death Eaters, so one of uh, Lord Voldemort's closest supporters. And uh, the Malfoys are rich. They have a lot, lot, uh, a big pile of money. Um, and Harry is being presented by uh, by Draco Malfoy with the information that the Weasleys are poor and that they, uh, yeah, don't have high social social status. And Draco reaches out his hand to Harry, um, but Harry refuses that because uh, from his uh, initial. Um, from his initial um, conversation with Ron, Ron Weasley, the, the child, the son of Arthur Weasley, he gets to know on the train. Uh, from his uh, initial conversation with Ron, uh, he learns that he's uh, a modest and honest um, and integer. I don't know if that's, if that's a proper word in English. Uh, he has integrity, that's what I want to say. Um, 
and that he's just a good person. And he, Draco Malfoy, on the other hand, uh, in his first conversation, he puts people down, and Harry recognizes that and doesn't uh, doesn't let that influence him, and he turns Draco's offer down and uh, turns towards Ron. So uh, yeah, they, uh, Harry and Ron begin a very deep friendship um, from of the first book. And then, yeah, the story continues. Uh, Harry builds very, very, um, very, very strong friendships with Ron Weasley and, um, yeah, in the ongoing of the first book also with Hermione Granger, who is a very, very hardworking and ambitious muggle-born. So she's a mudblood in, in Voldemort's world. So, um, yeah, Harry is not influenced by that. He le Obviously, he learns all that from, from his entry in, into the wizarding world because he grew up with muggles so he besides from um, from having uh, no not besides although he has magical parents his knowledge and behavior is, is very close to to a um, mud blood so to say to a to a uh, to a witch or wizard with non-magical parents because obviously Harry is brought up by muggles so he doesn't know anything about the wizarding world once he enters it um, but Harry instinctively decides for the right side and that's that's why Harry Potter is a book about um, about yeah having having the right values having respect for for fairness being modest showing humbleness because obviously Well, just just imagine that you you are a child and you enter this yet unknown world by the age of 11 and very suddenly you recognize that you are famous beyond belief. Everywhere you go, everywhere you go, people stare at you. People want to talk to you. People people thank you. People kiss your hand because You saved a whole hidden world from this dark wizard, and you don't you don't even you can't even remember that you you don't know what it meant to be in that world in which people continuously um, are killed, um, get lost, uh, muggles get uh, get abused just for fun by the Death Eaters. So again, that's that's very close to to Nazi Germany. Uh, in which Jews and uh, gypsies and all sorts of people who are being regarded as unworthy by those Nazi idiots, um, yeah, are being free to be punished by everyone all the time without any retribution. And you are the one and only boy who finished that But you can't remember it. So obviously, Harry Potter is is tempted by so many th by so many things. He could just go off the rocker and and allow himself to get carried away by all those popularity, those unearned popularity. Obviously, because he he doesn't even know why he's famous. But he he know obviously he knows, but he can't remember it. So uh, Harry Potter is also um, a story about humbleness, about 
being a good person, about having values, but also about crossing lines and ignoring rules to do the right things. Because um, throughout the, the story, Harry Potter very often ignores rules and crosses lines uh, in order to save people or to find out things uh, which he isn't even supposed to know but in the end it turns out that it's good that he knows them um, because that brings him into the position to save people but Harry Potter is also a story about about losses obviously and how to conduct yourself in the world even though you face the brutality of the world because obviously Harry Potter as I already said he grows up without parents and he's raised by a family or the, the only remaining part of his family which hates him basically because the mother of Harry Potter um, no the, the aunt of, of Harry Potter is very envious um, towards uh, her sister because she wanted to be a witch herself but she just doesn't have it and she's declined by Dumbledore um, to, to join Hogwarts because she's a muggle and that, that, that makes her hate her sister and that, that's also what makes her hate Harry so much um Then Harry discovers that his parents didn't die in a car crash like his uh, aunt and uncle always told him, uh, but that they were killed by Lord Voldemort. Then in his first year, Harry has a fight with Voldemort and manages to flee. In his second year, he's also, uh, he's also attacked by, by Lord Voldemort in the form of a, of a dark magical object. In the third year, Harry discovers that Sirius Black, who is um, Harry's godfather and of whom the whole magical world thinks that he's a very big supporter of, of Lord Voldemort and that he uh, helped Voldemort kill Harry, Harry's uh, parents. Uh, in the third year, he, uh, Harry discovers that uh, Sirius Black is innocent and that he's his godfather and then Sirius Black is, is with the story for two years and in the fifth part uh, he's killed. So uh, the closest thing Harry knows to something like a parent uh, he loses after two years of discovering that he has that. So Harry, Harry has to endure very, very tough losses also um, with the going of the story. But he never loses. He never loses his willpower. He never loses his will to love. And again, that's that's maybe the the biggest part of the story, of not the biggest, but a very big part of the story as well is uh, Severus Snape. Severus Snape um, is a teacher of Harry, and Snape was at school together with Harry's parents, and. Um, You discover that from the from the very last sequences of the last book that um, Snape was 
um, not only he didn't only know Harry's mother, but he loved her very deeply. Um, they began as best friends, but Snape was always uh, secretly in love with Harry's mother, and he hated Harry's father from the day they they joined school. Uh, and uh, Snape and Harry's father James had some kind of a hatred between themselves, like um, Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy. But um, and and Snape is is also the one who um, makes Lord Voldemort chase uh, Lily and James Potter. But once he realizes that uh, that Voldemort wants to kill Lily. He tries to protect her, and although that doesn't work out, and uh, Voldemort kills Lily, um, Dumbledore convinces him that if he loved her really, then his one and only duty is to protect Harry from now on. And from that time on, Lord Voldemort was a double a uh, um, uh, Snape was a double agent. So Lord Voldemort thought he was his man, but Dumbledore knew he was his man. So um, Snape and uh, Dumbledore arranged Voldem uh, um, Dumbledore's death because Dumbledore was about to be uh, about to die anyway. So they they made it look like Snape killed Dumbledore. And yeah, Snape is is one of the biggest uh, reasons why Harry is able to finish Lord Voldemort in the end. And all this time of, of being in constant mortal danger of being discovered, of being exposed as a double agent and uh, logically uh, being killed uh, afterwards. All this is motivated by Severus Snape's love of Lily Potter and the, the wish to protect her child from Lord Voldemort. So Harry Potter is also a story about about love for one thing but also about um, yeah making grave mistakes but feeling the remorse knowing that you're not a, a bad person that everybody can make mistakes um, no matter how big they are and that you try to heal those mistakes afterwards. So Snape is actually, when I when I draw this uh, this parallel to to uh, to um, Nazi Germany again, Snape is basically like Schindler. Well, you know Schindler, the movie Schindler's List. Uh, Schindler saved a lot of people from from uh, the Nazi regime by uh, hiring them as as workers for his factory and delaying uh, weapon deliveries to the Nazis. So Snape is basically that. Yeah, he's, he's an official member of Death Eaters and in Voldemort's inner circle. But uh, secretly he works um, on protecting Harry and protecting as many uh, people as he can. So yeah. I know uh, maybe I should have uh, I should have done a lot of spoilers uh, in the Harry uh, in the in the in the introduction of, of this podcast video, but yeah I think 
or I hope I did a more or less good job to to describe what Harry Potter is about, how deep the story is, and what kind of a very complex value system is embedded in the story. So uh, even though I, I haven't been able to analyze that in, in, in that complexity when I was when I was nine years old, or I don't know, Harry Potter ended when I was 16 or, or something like that, I don't remember uh, exactly. But um, yeah, we, we also um, didn't read the Bible fully, most of us, I think. Nevertheless, the Bible is what, what gave the Judeo-Christian um, community its value systems by providing a sense for what's right and what is wrong and what's fair and what's not. So um, even though I wasn't able to, to analyze this, uh, this content and those um, correlations when I was, when I was young, uh, nevertheless, I think that, um, yeah, the underlying value system um, was recognized by my, by my conscious or subconscious um, and that influenced me quite a lot, I think. So, yeah, I think that's, that's what, if, if um, kid stories influenced me and most probably they have, then I think uh, that the biggest influence um, is Harry Potter because, uh, again, I, I read it multiple times and I still listen to it when I go to sleep, which is, uh, yeah, which uh, can be a bit creepy, but uh, everyone has nerdy hobbies, I think. But yeah, I think Harry Potter is immensely deep. It has so much to offer. And funny enough, every time I hear it, I, I still hear things I didn't hear before. Because uh, there's, there's so much hidden in that, in the, in the content. And J.K. Rowling is just a brilliant, brilliant author. And um, yeah, I think that's it. I will uh, look if I uh, can manage to put spoiler alert somehow in the description of this video. But yeah, so far so good.